Welcome everyone, we're about to begin, this is Hashem BPM number 53, that's Bias Pnimi, Shir Femensha number 53. We're going to talk today about um, various aspects of the physical intimacy, and we touched upon it in the women's share a little while ago, and certain themes, um, it's just going to be expressed somewhat a little bit differently, um, that's why I'm doing it in separate shiurim. There's some things that I do joint uh, that both need to hear at the same time, and that's uh, uh, when I do the joint. And then the men and women separate, sometimes it's indeed separate that the men is related to the male aspects of things and the, and the women to the female aspects of things. Uh, we're trying to get a woman to speak on the, on, on the women's side. But, but there are certain concepts that even though it's um, some of them are intertwining with each other and they're related but it's still said differently and with a different mahalach on the men's side versus the women's side so the first thing is to understand just the panemius of what the emphasis is on being intimate at night specifically and in the dark and and what's the issue with rather than the day and we're not just talking in a halachic perspective here just in hashkafa and just a simple um a human perspective as to why that is. So the first step is to understand is generally at night, things are quieter. Now in the city life, you see that it's not so quiet sometimes at night, but certainly used to be that way. And even now you unwind and it's quieter. And the couples focus on each other at night, and especially in the dark, is more focused, less chance of interruption, less chance for distraction at night. And um, now, um, the idea is that it's also stressed that that the the intimacy should be taken, it should be done in the dark. Foreplay could be done. Certain levels of floor play does not have to be done with the dark in the dark, but. Um, the intimacy itself needs to be in, in the dark because what, what it is, is is it achieves a certain focus. You're more focused on the feelings for each other, your hearts, your minds. What happens with light, light increases um, your attention going to the externalities of things or to other things that are in the room and so on and so forth. And um, that is really the panemius of this halacha. Um, is to elevate their time together on a, on a higher level. Now, there are situations where you could be intimate other times of the day, or in the morning, or whenever it's best for you, and best for your wife. It's best to consult the Rav about this. This is not a halacha shir. We said this many times, that even though I it crosses the boundary sometimes where it's mentioned, but uh, it's it's better, obviously, one should really ask a rub. But the idea of how some Rabbanim will give heterim and will say, no problem, uh, and you could have relations during the day, as long as it's bias awful, meaning that, that the windows are closed and it's dark, or dark enough, um, is in various situations. Uh, one of them, um, Rav Khan mentioned to me once, uh, he has a story behind it, if he's listening to this, maybe he'll related afterwards, but for example, if, if, if a wife says, I'm very, very tired at night, and my best time when I can be intimate is when I get a good few hours of sleep, and, and I wake up the first thing in the morning, I'm more alert and more 
rested and that's the best time for me. And the issue sometimes is, is let's say in, in our, in the New York area, in the, like the mid-May and June and part of July, and uh, you wake up at 5.15, 5.30, it's already, the sun's already out and it's, it's already light. And in those situations, the Rabbanim, most Rabbanim will tell the couple, that's what the best time for your wife, even though it's, it's daytime, you know, it's by yourself, you close the blinds, you make it darker, and, and you could have relations. Other situations may come up so very simply is when you're having a vacation. If a husband and wife decide they're going away from uh, on vacation, very often what happens is is they have a more relaxed pace, and often they're spending. You know, sometimes they would have a day trip where they're doing things a whole day, and then they'd rest a little bit or take a nap, and then be into bed at night. But there are times where they they have they're in the mood and they're up to it, and they want to be intimate during the day. And it's not often that they are able to have vacation together. This is also a situation where. Um, halachically, uh, you know, you, better to ask a rub, but usually they'll they'll say it's not an issue. But again, the ask ask. I'm just bringing putting it out there because, um, in in indefinitely in in cases where it would share the etzem shalom bias and intimacy is more difficult because of that, and 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 in certain situations that it would be better by day. There are many that will will allow that. But in general, it doesn't take away the fact that it's meant to be as ideal in the higher plane, or like a tchila, uh, for most people, you know, and, and in general to be to be done by night. Another part of why the night and darkness in general is is more proper and better is also because for many the, the in the women especially during intimacy they feel they're in, they feel inhibited. Um, they feel either they're self-conscious about bodily flaws, and unfortunately, uh, women have a low self-esteem in regard to their body image, especially these days when they're competing with unrealistic Facebook and images of of models, and and it's all over the place where you um, you know prefabricate some of these pictures and 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 change, uh, take away wrinkles and, and lengthen hands to make everyone look perfect. And there's self-consciousness to that. And, it, and, and sometimes being too light in the room in those situations removes the couple from the ability to just relax and enjoy that time together. And that is the idea of, the, of, of it being darker or dark, and at night is there's a certain sense of respect. There's a certain sense of mysteriousness, of when you're closing the lights, and 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 there's a focus internally. Your wide your eyes are wide open to what you really need to be focused on in your in your private life. Obviously, it's meant to be um, where no one can come in and the children can't come in, and it's a very some people have locks on their bedroom or combination locks that only they know. You know, really, they, it's, it's a good thing to, to know that that's a private place uh, for a husband and a wife. And it's interesting, uh, uh, Manus Mandel once said it, you know, like, what happens in the bedroom, nothing happens in the bathroom. Nothing meaning there's a bitle. Uh, he, he said very once a few cute comment uh, where a husband and wife, they had relations, and afterwards the husband asks the wife, so how was it? He wanted to know on the quality of it if she enjoyed it, I guess. And 
the response is, what are you asking? How was it? I mean, weren't you there? <laughs> you know, so the idea is, is that you become one during that time. It's not just a matter of one person is doing something or an activity. It's beyond that. We are actually merging and you're experiencing a oneness. Then there is the question of what about touching, physical touch and kissing, caressing and cuddling and all of that outside of sexual intimacy? Um, because the idea being is to recognize that every affectionate touch, even a loving glance, brings about a physical and as well as an emotional intimacy. That's very appropriate, very positive. Very often wives, women need this. It may not seem related to sexual aspects at all, but it is. it leads to a certain connection physically and ultimately a sexual um, connection. Even greetings of hello and goodbye, good morning, good night, and with touching, a mild touch, a kiss, a hug, or when one needs comfort, you embrace and cuddle. It means a lot, especially emotionally when a wife needs it, and very often you need to do that, whether whether there is going to be physical intimacy or not, if you can, it really helps. Now, every couple is different, Benegea, their um, their foreplay or what they do during the day when they know they're going to be intimate at night. Some couples, for example, um, you know, may want to touch each other during the day, and that gives them a cheshik more than when they'll by night when they're together, it, it increases their cheshik and anticipation for each other. With other people, it's the other way around. They prefer less touch and to look forward to that moment that night. Every couple's different in the way their their relationship is, but the key is is just simply to understand and respect each other. Never do anything that's really uncomfortable towards the other person and 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 really um Constant kindness is really the key. Also, what husbands need to know very often is, especially when wives are nursing, breastfeeding, and so on, that it could decrease their sexual interest. Uh, Very often they're so touched out by the physical contact with the children all day long, is that, and so it's hard for them to be physically romantic with their husbands. And husbands... It's hard, but they need to learn not to take it personally. It's not that the that the wife does not want her husband's physical touch. She does want it, but she first really craves that emotional intimacy in it, uh, first. And if there's um, expression of needs of what they really need, and very often, frankly, us men, we're clueless very often. And, um, you know, and... And I explained in, on the wife's side that, they, that men are often clueless. They don't mean to hurt and they don't mean to be insensitive, but there's an education. And sometimes I tell on the wife's side that they could express with honesty what they need emotionally and tell that to the husbands. And very often, most of the time, the husband will be happy to reciprocate. So if the wife expresses it, nicely and explains i'd like to be physically intimate but i'm very either tired or overwhelmed or or i need to you know rest and calm down and get into that mode and the way i could do that is if i have a little space or if we sit and talk and we emotionally bond first 
a, a husband needs to be receptive to that and be willing to take those steps to emotionally engage. Now, the idea is, again, um, what about physical affection while not, you know, intimacy is not going to happen for till, till, till a couple hours later or whenever. So are you allowed to express that physical hugging, kissing, cuddling, or whatever it is, um, um, pre when you know it's not, it's, you can't be intimate at this moment. So it really, really depends on every, every uh, couple and every husband and wife, you know, when they want to do it, needs certain shikaladas. Um, One of them is really cannot be in the place of others. We talked about whether children should see basic affection. Um, I'm not talking about overtly sexual. Um, I'm not going to go into that share right now. But just as a summary point, there's different cultures within Orthodox Judaism on how they feel and how they practice, whether they show physical affection, a mother and a father to each other with the children watching, or they never show that. And that's a separate discussion. But the idea behind it is, is that even the ones that don't uh, show uh, physical affection, they have to show in many other ways, emotionally, in the way they talk, and the way they look at each other, that they really love each other. And for those who do touch each other, and they do show physical contact in front of children, overtly sexual things really is should be discouraged. Things that you know you really shouldn't be doing other than in the bedroom is not something that you display to your children. But a holding of a hand, a nice hug, a caress, you know, mild in those cultures is fine. But the idea is other but 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 not children in the presence of others definitely not. And also if a if a man has an issue of being mighty zerlavatala, he'll get very aroused and it'll lead to zerlavatala, he he should not do this. Now there are points in a marriage and over time, where a, a, a man can get used to this, and sometimes actually, he could practice this while being intimate. While being intimate, he could practice with his, you know with his wife as they're engaging in intimacy to do his best to see if he can delay the gratification and to hold back. There's many reasons to do that. It's better for the woman very often, and 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 we're going to get into those subjects at a, at a later point in time. But when you practice that and you work on yourself in that area, even with your wife, and 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 you and you will be able to be uh, physically affectionate without any chashash of zerlavatola, and then you can you can engage in that foreplay or that hugging and kissing, even if it can't lead to intimacy, if the zerlavatola chashash is not there. Also, husbands need to know. Wives really do care, but you need to gauge her. If she, um, at this point in time, for whatever reason, is very tired or, or you sense she's not comfortable, and I know it's hard because when our hormones are going, we just want to, uh, you know, engage, and, and we want to have a release of our tension and our sexual urges, and, and it's not easy to hold back. But if you sense your wife's mood and you and you consider it to her, ultimately that leads to a deeper love and deeper satisfaction. And 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 when a, a wife sees that you're respectful of her space, so that when she's ready to give, she'll give fully and freely, especially when they have good communication with one another.
Another concept that's very important to know is that some people, um, for as an example, they'll cuddle and kiss with each other before they each go into their own beds. Um, some people um, may sometimes sleep in separate beds, even in the tar period, as a general rule, but at times will sleep next to each other because they want that physical closeness for additional comfort or security. Um, so there's no real right and wrong in the Torah period. If you ask, uh, should we put our beds together and or and, and sl- or sleep together in the same bed or sleep in separate beds after we're intimate, there's no right and wrong answer to this. One needs to understand that that it's it's simply the couple's personalities and what they feel. It doesn't mean if someone, if 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 a couple always sleeps in the same bed, does not mean they have a deeper um, and better marriage than the couple that sleeps separately. Sometimes it's the idea of sleep. People are light sleepers, and it's very hard for them to fall asleep or have a a proper uh, sleep that they really need if they share the same bed, and that's why they sleep in separate beds. So sleeping in separate beds is not a commentary on the strength of the marriage. It's There's no breach in shalom bias if they have difficulty sleeping in the same bed as long as they're intimate with each other and they stay with each other for a while even after the intimacy. But ultimately, when they're both ready to sleep, if they can't do it together and they sleep in separate beds, that's perfectly fine. Each couple works out what's best for them. You know, there's no idea of promoting this or promoting that. You're really between the two of you. If one prefers one way and the other one prefers the other way, then it's worthwhile to compromise. Sometimes, for example, just giving one example, let's say it is the wife that wants to sleep in the same bed as the husband all every night. Husband says, I can't because during the work week, uh, I, I, you know, I just can't sleep and, and I need to sleep. Otherwise, I can't function the next day. So you could work out maybe a compromise. Maybe on the, 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 the lighter days where you know you have a lighter schedule. Or Shabbos, if you know you could wake up a little bit later than your, your weekday schedule. And you could stay with, with her in the same bed and that's what she wants then you could like sort of alternate that way or make some type of compromise. And it goes both ways. It could be the other way around too, where the husband wants to to uh, sleep together with his wife every night and the wife needs her sleep or needs that space also to work out those compromises and to work it out together. The idea behind this though is, is with a healthy balance in a healthy way, this part of the marriage is meant to be enjoyable, is meant to be something to look forward to. It's meant to be a place of love and warmth and vulnerability. And with guilt-free, there's no reason to feel guilty of being interested in each other sexually. There's no guilt in wanting to give pleasure, wanting to receive pleasure. And of course, it, 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 if you do it the right way, there is a higher sense of purpose here. You recognize that it's a body with an ashama. You recognize it's a full human being. You recognize that there's a deep connection taking place that is not to be taken lightly. And if with that mindset, um, and again, there's three things that you do pertaining to physical intimacy and the sexuality is you daven takadosh baruch Hu for help with this too. Said this many times before, and it seems very strange. You know, Rav Vigdemel used to say, it's strange to say, I love you, Hashem or talk to Hashem in such a way that people think you're crazy. It's also like something like this. 
if if people uh, ask about talk privately to Hashem to help them in this area, you, you know, I, some people are resistant to it. It's extremely number one, extremely personal, and like we mentioned a few times, some people think it's wrong. You know, people there's so many people that are sick and ill and need refuas and yeshuas and parnasa. So, uh, so I'm going to ask about uh, quote unquote my my sex life should be better in the scheme of things with everything going on with the Heavenly Mashiach and all these things that we need and there's so many more important things quote unquote that we need to daven for that our children should go in the right path and 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 everything and the answer is yes because all of that is true but this chilek of life is no different than any other chilek of life it's meant to serve Hashem with no different than any other part of the life and that's why it is kedai to daven for this do the necessarily normal hishtadlis of watching your physical health, watching your emotional health, being a mensch, and overall learning about Shalom Bayis and working through it, and persistence not giving up. If you fall, you pick yourself up. If you, um, sometimes in marriage, you have to hit the reset button, start from scratch, ask Mechila, rebuild, and it's doable, and sometimes it even turns out more beautiful than it ever was before. And you always have to have that hope and that yearning and may HaKadosh Baruch help that Klal Yisrael should have this. Shechina is there then and very joyful when a husband and wife love each other and express it physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Baruch and Atzlacha.